1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is a podcast from Minute Media.
2: Welcome to The Kyle Coster Show. Presented by The Big Lead. It is that time of week again. Time to look at the International Baseball League of West Michigan. Week 10 action. We had a doozy for you. The Cubs versus the Mariners. In my opinion, this is the best rivalry in the league. There is playoff history. There is collegiality between players. There's mixing and matching. There's been many epic battles in the past. We came in tied for second place, so this was essentially a a game-and-a-half swing in the standings as the top two seeds will be getting a bye in the playoffs. You could argue there's been no bigger game in the league to date. We went out there and we played Cubs baseball, emerging with a 7-2 victory. I hate to be a broken record, but week after week, it seems like we're putting together wins that feel awesome and make me reconsider the ceiling of this team. Uh, The particulars of it uh, we'll get into. I pitched eight and two thirds innings in a performance that was weird, but got the job done. I never felt truly comfortable out there. And I looked up and all of a sudden it was the eighth inning and we're winning seven to two and which the score, which we ultimately finished up at. Joining me today is scoreboard operator extraordinaire, Jeremy Stokes, back from his time on the road in the dugout at Historic Sullivan Field for the game of the day, perhaps the game of the year. I was nervous going in. How did you feel? I don't know that I was nervous going
1: in. I think uh, this team, I mean, we played the best game we played all year yesterday or Sunday, that's, and that's not even... I don't even think it's really all that close. I think, you know, we had one error and it was on a, on a really tricky hop at short, which is like going to happen at Sullivan to, to both teams every week, no matter what, you're going to have some goofy stuff. I mean, everything else, Edgar just picked it at third, two diving plays in the outfield. I mean, it just really, really, really solid defense will win a lot of games like you were saying, you didn't have your best stuff yesterday, but just battled and grinded out at bats and, you know, soft contact when you needed it and good defense behind, you know, it just, I mean, would you You have like two strikeouts, maybe three in eight I... and two thirds and give up two runs. And basically those two runs were on a couple of walks and a couple of bloops in the second, you know, it's just a, uh, a really well played baseball game from really by both sides. But we just kept putting the ball in play and not a lot of strikeouts from a guy who throws pretty hard and uh, really comes at guys. I thought he pitched really well. I was kind of surprised. Same as you kind of getting to the end of the game. It's like, wait, how are we up seven to two? But when you, when you asked if I felt nervous, I, that was as confident by, by the end of the second inning when we had kind of jumped right back in and scored after they had scored those two, I felt like we were going to win the game um, the whole time. And it just, it was a very uh, confident dugout, real chirpy dugout, which has been nice to kind of see the energy back up in there. Um, I think we're starting to gain an identity.
2: Yeah, I think if you say that we notched our biggest win of the year and we did it largely without hitting the ball spectacularly, uh, interestingly enough, I couldn't tell you who got hits. Uh, I was pretty locked in. Uh, I start, but it, I mean, we had a couple doubles, but essentially we just took advantage of every defensive mistake that they made. There was a lot of unconfident outfield play that came back to bite them. Key errors, a missed tag of the bag at first base. But more than that, man, we manufactured runs. Ariel put down another bunt, there was well-timed steals, there was two out hitting, and maybe that's the testament of a really good team, is we can go out there and the offense can have a B-minus game, and I can have a B-minus or B-performance on the hill, which is odd to say when I almost had a complete game, and yet we win comfortably. Uh, I don't think that that's reason for us to get cocky, but I think it's a reminder of our potential to go out there to not have Christian as an option in relief. A.J. Kasban came in and got the final out. I hope that he iced his arm. That was a lot of pitches (laughs) to throw. I'm only saying that through about 130. It's been a long time since I was out there. Uh, I mentioned during the game, I think I turned around and told Cooper that one day I hope that he loves anything as much as I love throwing ball one because I don't think I was ahead in the count at any point through about 43 batters on Sunday, which uh, is a new record for me, but I was able to get a bases loaded out and then, and out with runners on second and third for no additional damage to kind of keep them at bay. And ultimately they ended up with two runs. And if you give up two runs in this league, you're going to win unless you're facing, you know, just a, a freak on the mound from the other side. We are now eight and two and we control our destiny. We are alone in second place in the standings. We have a big one with the Padres coming up this weekend. I think my takeaway is I'm starting to feel like we're shifting into playoff mode. Yesterday felt like a playoff mode game. It was a must win. And if we're going to bring that effort to the table, we're going to be a really hard out. And perhaps I'm a little bit less worried about getting tripped up in the semifinals. If I can kind of gauge my optimism without getting too far ahead of my skis. Yeah, I think that's true.
1: I think if we show up the way we did on Sunday, there isn't anyone who is, who is going to beat us hands down. I mean, there's a, I think if you catch the ball in this league, that's a big deal. And we did that. And I think that that, I mean, you know, I think the reason why the A's beat us in week one had a lot to do with how well they played defensively. I, you know, I think both of our losses were when teams had a better defense than we did. We're going to put the bat on the ball. We got too many, you know, guys who've been around a long time who know how to put the bat on the ball. And I think that's going to play for, you know, the deeper you go and certainly the deeper you go in the playoffs, the defense is going to be better. So it's going to be uh, I think that's what it's going to come down to. And I think that we found out yesterday what I think we already knew, but just hadn't done yet, which is if we play a clean defensive game, you, you can't beat us. And I think that that's, you know, it, it's a testament to kind of the way that you pitch and the way that our defense, I mean, like the way that you pitch, if you're going to go eight and two thirds and only strike out three guys, you better catch the damn ball. You know, that's just kind of part of the part of the deal. So yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I'm really excited the playoff atmosphere was real for us. I mean, before the game was even moving, I heard at least two people say this is a playoff game. And so to have that mindset going in and then to execute at that level, maybe that says a little bit about coming out a little flat this season and not beating this pants off people that we ought to have. And maybe, you know, maybe not having this tidy game, but remember we, we only lost one bad game. And we only lost that game by like three runs in the end, right? So the other losses by one in 12 innings. It's uh, I I think this team is better than maybe you and I gave it credit for from the jump.
2: I think that that's fair. Um, I'm going to awkwardly transition to you would think it's my favorite subject. Uh, It's it's not really. Uh, I want to talk about my performance and a little bit about um, how much it means to me because I was thinking about it. Uh, and, I, and I wanted to get it on the record um, in the middle of the game. I think in the sixth inning after I had got out of a jam, uh, I was speaking with my dad down the third baseline. And I said that it never gets old for me. It never I never tire of going out there and finding a way to do it. I never tire of having the defensive support. Like you mentioned, Edgar was awesome at third base. John and Ariel each made sliding catches. Everybody had my back and to not have good stuff to be as wild as you'll ever see me. I had more walks on Sunday than I had the entire year coming into the game. I had four walks, I think on Sunday I had two entering, so I doubled it. Uh, You know, I I ran laps as penance for that, but I I just, you know, I want to say, you know, like 38 years old, uh, I don't take it for granted to go out there and throw that many pitches to have that success, to get that victory, to stand on that mound, to get that feeling. And so much of that comes with respect for the other team in a weird way of like allowing me to have that experience, but being in that experience with me, even though they're trying to beat me, like it's something that you can't replicate and other elements of your life Uh, There's been times in my past where I thought I would never do this. I never thought I would find a league where I would pitch again. Uh, I took several years off pitching. I never thought that this was going to be in my future. And to now be in year five in this league and get to do it and to be trusted with the ball, uh, I'm constantly waiting for the bad thing to happen. So maybe I don't enjoy it as much in the moment, but like in those moments of reflection afterward, I'm just so grateful. And I'm not going to stop this until I physically can't throw a ball because it means so much to me. And there's just nothing better than that. And I think it's just what a joy to have something like that in your life that you know deep down means nothing. But for those few hours and maybe the afterglow on a Sunday night can mean everything. Well,
1: it's, uh, I mean, you're preaching to the choir here, being 40. Uh, you know, as the uh, the waiting for the bad thing to happen, I can relate to that. Just in, with me, it's more the, uh, am I going to realize I can't keep up sort of thing. Couple things on that. One, the uh, having it mean something, one of the things that my dad used to tell me all the time about baseball is that it's really important when you care about the world at large to have something that means absolutely nothing that you can pour your heart into. And baseball has always been that for me. Um, so I can totally relate to that, just pouring everything into a Sunday afternoon and feeling whatever you need to feel after the game is over. um, but notice knowing that it doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things other than maybe it uh, you know keeps your head on straight. and that and that there's just tremendous value in that. and we've we've talked about that you know in previous podcasts just about. and and I think pretty much everybody you've had on here has said something to the effect of that, you know where wherever they find it, whether it's, you know in the dugout with the guys, the competition, whatever it is that makes that uh, it a valuable thing. I mean, it's the reason why you show up every week. And then as far as your performance goes, I mean, it was one of those, you know, when you don't, when you don't have your stuff, what you have is, is the ability to play chess when everybody's playing checkers, which you do as well as anybody. And then also just competing, which I don't think I've ever seen you quite as fired up as you were yesterday. Now, I have heard in previous years that would, you know, I shouldn't be surprised, but just the uh, I think that that is one of those reasons why you do get the ball and why, I mean, the you know, the discussion in the dugout is at what point do you pull Kyle now that you know that he's kind of passed hundred pitches. And, and I told, I told Javi, I said, you don't pull him until he's too tired to keep going until he doesn't want to, until he's not ready because he's getting guys out. What are you going to do? Get in there and have somebody throwing fastballs that doesn't make any sense. These guys can hit. We know that let, let them still, well, we're third or fourth time through the lineup. Yeah. Well, they're still not hitting them. So there's a certain amount of, uh, I mean, I, if I were you, I would take pride in a start like that because I think that is what makes a legitimate starting pitcher is one who can go in without their best stuff and still give, you know, still not be striking guys out, still having the ball be getting put in play and still be getting a lot of outs, you know, Oh, you didn't even have one driven to the fence. You know, it's just like you you get into and that team can hit. That's the, you look back at the scores that the Mariners have had. They've had some tough games, but they've also hung big numbers. So you expect and you expect a team that's you know that's led by that core to to have a good offense. So it was uh, it was the most fun I've had watching uh, on a Sunday uh, this year, and I now I I can't wait for
2: next week. No, me either. And I think just to put a bow on, on our game with the Mariners, uh, it's just the randomness of baseball. Uh, A few breaks go your way and you win. you know, the ball is hit 10 feet to the left on some of those fly balls to the outfield and we lose. And I think my journey in baseball and my journey as a pitcher has been learning to accept that, like you can't really control where the ball goes but you can right. control that you're going to be as focused and uh, as you possibly can and try to put yourself in the right situation to capitalize on those breaks. But I think it's like in a weird way, you know, not to get too deep, but it's uh, it's humbling even when you win, I think is the walk that I had in the post game where it's humbling that this happened, that several things fell into place to give me that good feeling when they could have gone the other way. And then we're sitting here in a real pickle in terms of the playoff picture and feeling down about ourselves. So it's a reminder of just the razor thin margins that baseball is as a whole. But I think this league, especially this year, uh, is going to highlight and augment. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And uh, the more that I think about the way that we are uh, progressing, the more I feel like no one's going to want to see us in the postseason.
2: I agree. It's, it's as simple as that. Uh, don't misconstrue that for cockiness. But I mean, I think that's just the body of work in previous years. And then what we have put together during this winning streak. Uh, there's no other way to conclude that. Let's zip around the league. Again, some surprising results. Let's focus on two one-run games. The Pirates beat the Marlins. So the Marlins are done in my mind, unless they win out and considering what they've been all season, it would be very hard to imagine them winning out. The pirates continue to play good baseball. The Braves squeaked by the Royals 13 to 12. Obviously that's just a roster game. Uh, they did not have their a team and the Royals have improved. The A's took care of the tigers 14 to three as the Cardinals stayed on top by Dispatching the power 18 to seven, the Cardinals offense remains really hot. The power had won three in a row, came back to earth a little bit. And then perhaps the most surprising result of the weekend was the White Sox winning 16 to three over the Padres who entered the day with real hopes of getting one of those two buys. And now we'll probably be fighting to finish in the three or four spot uh, at best case. Which of those results was the most surprising to you? And uh, which do you think will have the most impact on the playoff field when it's settled?
1: I mean, I was most surprised to see the Padres result as you were. Mostly because what I had seen from them is they weren't giving up a lot of runs. Uh, whether they were scoring a ton or not, I think was kind of game to game. But they weren't giving up a lot of runs. So I, I, I don't, and I don't know who pitched. I don't know what, what that story was. I mean, you never know. It's that part of the summer where people are, you know, off doing stuff although I will say the, the other result that kind of surprised me because I saw, I don't know, half the game was the Royals Braves score because the Braves were getting throttled and we're not taught, like they weren't getting hits. They weren't they were putting the bat on the ball at all and they were giving up all kinds of runs and errors. and It was all over the map. Um, so I actually left just game was over as far as I was concerned. So when I saw the score, I was like, well, I guess I should have stayed. That was probably a fairly interesting game. Yeah. Playoff picture wise. I mean, I think we'll find out next week who the Padres are. It's what, it's a really, it's a relief to me when I look at what's happening, you know, when the A's get beat, um, now the Padres get beat. Um, we don't really know what the Cardinals situation is on the back end of the year, but it's really nice to know that we have a full dugout every week and there's 12 or 13 guys where we're not going to have a major offensive drop off. If, you know, if a couple guys can't make it. Um, so that I, I think in terms of how the playoff seating works, it lines up really well for us. And it does seem like maybe the A's are a little bit thinner than they've been in the past. Maybe the Padres, I mean, we don't know the Padres yet. So I, I, I you know, loathe to say anything sort of specific about them. You know, the, the Cardinals are the team that seems to be the most complete. And I'd be really curious to find out kind of what is what the plan is with their roster on the back end. If those of all those guys are going to be around in the playoffs, because if they aren't, I think we're the team to beat. I think, otherwise, I think the Cardinals are still holding down that spot, and you no, know, they seem to just be taking care of business every week.
2: I think that that's fair. I think that uh, consistency level, we're probably number one, but in terms of capacity and ceiling. It remains the Cardinals, and we will have yeah. to play a very good game in order to beat them as everybody else was, as everybody else will. In the standings department, Cardinals remain atop at 9-1. We are 8-2 and two in sole possession of second. God, that sounds so good to say. It's been a long journey up this table, I have to say. Uh, I wasn't sure we were going to get there. Now we just got to hold on. The Mariners and A's are tied at 7-3. and three as are the Braves and Padres at six and four through the f- for the five and six spots. But then those pesky White Sox are seventh at five and five. They now have the tiebreaker over the Padres. And if we beat the Padres next week and the White Sox take care of business, they will move in. Outside looking in, needing something really special, the Power Pirates and Marlins are all tied at three and seven. Power and Pirates playing good baseball down the stretch, you don't rule out the opportunity that they can play spoiler against a team that has established itself as a playoff team. Royals at two and eight with a really close call against the Braves, as we mentioned, and the Tigers at one and nine. I'm happy that they got on the right side of the ledger at least once. I would say they have the capacity to do it again. So that's kind of where we stand right now. We have one more game that will complete the circuit. And then the league is getting broken in to two parts. And that's another thing that we don't have a lot of control over. And that schedule will dictate. I think it might dictate our ability to get the number one seed, because if we don't play the Cardinals again, we have no opportunity to even them up in the season series and then get the run tiebreaker against them by beating them by more than they beat me and I think that that might come into play more for teams that are trying to get in the playoffs where you're not a hundred percent sure you're going to get another head-to-head shot at the team that you need to beat so winning out is pretty much in everybody's best interest now because there's no shortage of teams that will swoop up and take you over whether that be for the third spot the fourth spot or in the case of the sixth spot that seems to be an open question right now yeah and
1: and i don't think there's any team I and mean, this is one of the things i was looking at yesterday um when the scores came out and started kind of going over the table uh none of those playoff teams are going to be walked over by anybody else i they're they're i'm i'm excited for these playoffs i mean we haven't had a playoffs in this league at least as long as I've been around that's as as even as this one feels like it's going to be
2: you you said it like if it if it ended today it'd be Mariners Padres great game A's Braves could you imagine if the Braves have Huey on the hill mm-hmm. We're talking mm-hmm. about the A's maybe being bounced before the semis which would have been unheard of Uh, Before the season, not saying that's going to happen, but you know, like that's the way things are trending and you get one shot, you get nine innings. And I think that's why it's so important to secure those two spots because you're going to assure yourself uh, that bullet because I don't care how good of a team you are having to win two straight elimination games to reach the finals is going to be a really tall task because anything can happen, and it's going to make it super exciting. I think one thing it's going to do for the league too is it's going to get a lot of us out there watching because who doesn't want to watch that? Yeah, it's fun to check out the action uh, on any given Sunday, but when one team's going home, that's where you see some real baseball and you see some guys who don't seem like they care too much. They begin to care an awful hell of a lot, as they should.
1: Yeah, it's going to it's going to be a must watch. I'm I'm so excited about it. It it really does. I think it'll be. Um, it'll be great for the teams that are on the outside showing up to to get fired up for what is coming for them. And, and hopefully we get people coming in who haven't seen the league yet and can kind of see the level that it's played at when it's you know, when it when it does come down to the wire. Uh, it was certainly one of the things that got me, I don't know, let's say, I I guess I was watching the final mm, three years ago that kind of got me going, oh man, I got to be playing on Sundays, man. I was doing weekday league and I was like, man, I got to get in on this. This is good fun. So, and it it obviously it has been. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited about playoffs. And also, I, I mean, I look forward to doing that show once we kind of know what the, what is, uh, what the splits are, because I think, uh, having some sense of what the outcomes can be from those two pools is going to be really fun too.
2: Yeah. uh, Always be thinking content. That's going to be fun. We'll have to go through uh, and and break those down. I'll I'll get our producer who's also me on that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So in summation, huge win. Uh, My arm hurts, not going to lie, pretty sore, Um, but just, just it's, it's great to be out there. It's great to talk about it. It's great to feel, the excitement and the league is really coming to a head right now. In two weeks, we have the all-star game. That's always fun. Uh, I encourage everybody, even if they don't play to come check that out and the home run derby. At That's Swamp. great. Great. Always does such a great job with it. And the game is very fun to be around and the quality of play, you know, as good as it comes because you have the best players participating. That's Jeremy Stokes. I'm Kyle Coster. This has been International Baseball League of West Michigan post-game chatter. The only place on the internet you'll get this for now.